Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the cross, the redeeming work that Jesus did to save our soul. Uh, We thank you for the cross where sin was defeated. Death was cast out and you brought liberty to the saints. God, give us joy, deep joy in knowing you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I've asked many people this question over the last month. I may have even asked you this question. And the question is, what gives you joy? What gives you joy? And I ask you that, and I want you to ponder that for a moment. What is it that that you would say, this gives me joy? One of the things that gives me joy is watching my wife smile when I say we're going to the fiery crab to eat. What gives me joy Watching my daughter play the piano, sing church. Buying my son a truck gave me joy. Watching Hannah laugh with her friends gives me joy. Seeing Nate steal a basketball and make a layup gives me joy. Watching Ash do a good deed for somebody gives me joy. Seeing Titus catch a touchdown pass on his brother and act like he won the Super Bowl (laughs) gives me joy. Baptism, Bible study, catching a fish, watching the Tigers win. All these things give me joy. And I ask you, there's something different, though, about the joy of a baptism versus the joy of catching a fish. And there should be. And and the idea is, what realm does that show up in? What, What realm does that thing matter? And I ask the question to say, there are certain things that are going to matter for eternity. And the joy we receive from those things ought to be a different joy than catching a fish or watching a win by your favorite team. There's there's a difference, but I also want to say, but, but there's crossover as well. Because when I watch my daughter play the piano, I'm happy and proud But I also know that 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 is something she's doing to invest into you, church, into the kingdom. What gives us joy? And and that's where 2024, I want us to work through a process together, a long process together of what is it that motivates our joy? And I'll say this. You have to have joy. You must have joy. If you do not have joy, 
you are going to be a miserable, non-effective Christian man or woman if you do not have joy. It is imperative for you to find the proper means and the proper motivations for joy. So this morning, I, I, I want to begin with, then what is joy? And, and how do we as a Christian, in a Christian church, on a Sunday morning in 2024, how can we define joy and not mean something else? Uh, years ago, I think it was DreamWorks put out a movie called Inside Out. And I think there's a new one coming out. I think my kids told me. But the leading character in that was the emotion of joy. She was like the, the main, they had all these emotions, five or six of them, and the leading one was joy. She was the most important emotion in this person's life. But DreamWorks doesn't know Jesus. What is it? Pixar, Pixar doesn't know Jesus. Thank you. Pixar doesn't know Jesus. So what's different about a Christian thinking about joy and Pixar thinking about joy? There is one. So let me give you, if I I can, the Christian definition that I'm going to work with throughout the rest of the year for you on what is joy. All right. What is a Christian definition of joy? And here it is. Christian joy is a quality in us. And I'm going to break this down for us throughout the the rest of our time together. Is a quality in us produced by the Spirit that delights in God. Right? What is Christian joy? It is a quality in us produced by the Spirit that delights in God. In God. That is our working definition. It will be our working definition. And I will work through that definition with you. But but here's what I want to to give you a foundation and a preface before we get into breaking down that Christian joy is a quality in us produced by the spirit that delights in God. That is Christian joy. But let me give you this foundation. Christian joy is not worldly joy. Worldly joy, happiness, what have you, can be merely in circumstances or things around us. And don't hear me say that worldly joy is bad. I'm not saying that at all. Worldly joy is is good, in fact. In fact, I will say it is a gift of God. But it is not rooted in joy like a Christian that only a Christian can have. And case in point is I can go to a game with people who are not believers and we can jump up and say, yay, the Chiefs won. Together and one be a Christian and one not be. What I am more, more concerned about is that you and I in the church know the difference between what a Christian joy is and a non-Christian or a secular joy is. Again, not that those are bad. But they can be a problem. And we'll talk about that as well. Let me give you one other thought on this before we break down our definition is this. 
Christian joy is not delighting that God did something. Christian joy is not, in its essence, delighting that God provided healing for me. You know, right, right on one of our churches, Fry email. Uh, he, doctors told him you got six months-ish to live. Your heart transplant is not working right now. You're having problems. He goes back in November. Lois texts me this week. The problem's gone. Problem's just gone, gone. Like, gone, gone. Oh, yeah. By the way, you've got more than six months to live now. <laughs> gone. They delighted in the fact that God brought healing. But Christian joy, I want to propose to you, is even deeper for us. It's not delighting that God did something. It's delighting in God. And let me tell you the difference with Fry's situation. Delighting that God brought healing upon Fry is great news because he gets to live longer. And, and I would say this to Fry, I'm going to say it to you. Fry is not going to be around another 30 years. I'd put money on that. Fry's joy should be that God is a God who brings healing. And God is a God who chose to be kind and gracious to Fry to give him more years to be with his family and to minister to others. Not that God did this, but that God is this kind of God. And that may seem like a subtle dis- difference to you, but I believe it is significant enough to draw a distinction. Because many times we can come before God and be thankful that God gave me a child. Or that God gave me a grandchild. Or that God did this. Or that God. And then our, our, our joy in God is that he's doing good things for us. And where does that stop? That stops when those things that God, that we like, that God is doing, when those things aren't happening anymore. And if our mere delight in God is that he's doing something, we've missed the point of the character and nature of who God is, that he might bring about bad things, things we don't like. All right, let's break down our definition. Are y'all still with me? Y'all following this so far? We are delighting in God, not that God. And you're going to see that very clearly in the scripture. All right. The first part of our three-part definition is joy is a quality in us. Joy is a quality in us. It's like that old song goes, more than a feeling. Uh, it, It is. Joy is more than a feeling. But it is not void of feeling. In fact, much of how we understand joy is that we feel happy. We feel good. I have joy because, man, I feel good. And I don't want to say that Christian joy doesn't feel good. Because it does. But it's not merely the feeling. And I I liken it to love. Love is not merely a feeling. 
But it certainly is a feeling. Right? Uh, you, you, what is love? Somebody help me out. Love is what? Wanting the best for someone and doing something about it. Now, we certainly feel good when we love somebody and we do something about it. Sometimes we feel bad when we love somebody and do something about it because we're doing the right thing for them. But in general, we feel. But, but love can't be defined as a feeling. Neither can joy. Joy is a quality in us. I was talking to Pastor Stephen Wednesday, and, and I asked him at lunch, I said, can you define joy for me? And he said, it is a power in us. I think that's pretty good, too. Joy is a power in us. I think that could capture it well. It is a, it, it, not just a power, but a transforming power, a power that does something to us. So love is a quality in us that has power to overcome bitterness, to overcome despair, to overcome fear, to overcome many of the things. So joy has a power in us and it, it's the motivation of many expressions in us. All right, so let's open your Bible. If you will, or it'll be right behind you on the screen. Isaiah 35. We're going to begin this. These are the expressions of the power that's in us. I just chose some. There are many more in the Bible. I chose some. Joy is a quality in us that's going to express itself in certain ways. What are some of the ways biblically, think through, that joy expresses itself? Christian joy expresses itself. I'm going to give you one. Isaiah 35, 10. Here it is. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. They've been brought to Babylon. Now they're going to come back to Babylon. They're going to be brought back with singing. Everlasting what? Joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Here come a group of people that God has chosen to bring them back to Zion, to Jerusalem. And how do they respond? Help me out, church. What do they do? They sing. They come back singing. I am so happy I can sing. Most of y'all don't sing when you're mad at somebody. I'm mad at you. You don't, yeah, not very often. We sing when we're happy. When we have joy. Let me give you another one. Be careful now, Baptist. Jeremiah 31, 13. Here it comes. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance. Yes, dancing is an expression of joy. The young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them. I will give them gladness for sorrow. There is a physical response to joy in the Lord. There just is. And oftentimes God's joy within us moves us to respond physically. In this case, dancing. We see that David in the Old Testament when the ark was coming back into town, what did he do? The Bible says he danced before the Lord with all his might. He danced before the Lord. David was sweating because he was dancing with all his might before God. Let me ask you this. 
Has your body been physically moved by joy in God? Because biblically that happens. Have you ever thought about it? Has your body been physically moved because you are so overjoyed in God? Let me give you an illustration. Some of you, when we're singing in worship, raise your hands. Oh, God, this is so good. You know what Rick Wood does? I've been to LSU football games. Where's Rick? Are you in here? Rick, 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 Rick. Wake up, Rick. I'm talking about you. At an LSU football game, when LSU scores a touchdown, Rick Wood does this. He throws his hands in the air. Well, that looks a lot of like what some of y'all do in worship right there. We got the young ladies lifting their hands in worship. The joy of the Lord moves us physically and it ought to. Let me keep going. Psalm 20 verse 5. May we shout for joy over your salvation. And in the name of our God, set up banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. What are we doing here? May we, Psalm 20, shout for joy. Some of y'all shout for joy in secular joys. Don't you? I'm getting married today. Yo! Your team won the game. Woo! Tristan won the wrestling match. Yeah! There's a shout for joy. Have you ever, Christian, shouted for joy in God? I ask these questions because I don't know about y'all, I feel deficient in my joy in God. Because some of these things don't happen very often in me. And I believe they should. (laughs) How about this one? Luke chapter 6, verse 22. Jesus said this. All right, you ready? Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your names as evil on account of the Son of Man. For Jesus' sake, people don't like you. How does Jesus say to respond? Watch this. He says, rejoice that in that day. Rejoice in that day. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And do what? Y'all help me out. What does it say? And leap for joy. Joy in God leaps for joy. Now, some of y'all need to be very careful. Maybe little leaps. But there ought to be leaps for joy in God. Jesus said it. Leap for joy. And behold, your reward is great in heaven. Physically moved. Joy should physically move us, saints of God. If they could do it at the football game, why can't we do it? If they can do it at the track meet, why aren't we? If they can do it at the, at the concert, why can't we do it? Why 
What else does joy produce in us? Not just a physical change in us. It's a power in us. It's something that's in us, a quality that does something to us. Look what Nehemiah said in Nehemiah chapter 8. Y'all with me? Look, joy is something you've got to have, Christian. Nehemiah said like this. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. Then he said to them, he's got people working on this wall. And it's hard work and people are taunting them and threatening them with swords. And threatening to take their lives because they're building this wall around Jerusalem. And Nehemiah talks to them, go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy, you workers. For this day is holy to the Lord. And do not be grieved. For what? The joy of the Lord is your strength. This quality in us called joy produces strength in us to do God's holy work. The most effective and faithful people in ministry today are people who are filled with joy. If you want to know why a pastor's leaving or a ministry is shuddering, it's because there's no joy in it. I have pastor friends, I know. They leave their churches because they have no joy. Excuse me. All right. Joy is in us. It's a power in us. It's a quality in us that changes us, that moves us. If you want to see an unhappy mom, go find some, a, a, a woman without joy. Because sometimes it's hard. That woman needs the joy in God. All right. This is where the Christian side of it really kicks in. Joy is a quality in us produced by the Spirit. Joy is a quality in us produced by the Spirit. This is important. Christian, you cannot manufacture joy. Not Christian joy. Joy is commanded of you, but you can't make yourself happy. You can't make yourself glad. I heard an illustration this week about somebody who was going camping. He said, if I go camping and in the middle of the night, I wake up to loud noises. That's for you, Eli. And all of a sudden outside of this tent, You see this giant shadow of a behemoth animal approaching your tent door. What are you? Well, if you're a hunter, you're like, where's my gun? I got this. But if you're a normal person, you're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? You're afraid. your, Your neighbor there. Whoever's sleeping next to you doesn't have to go, hey, hey, it's time to be afraid. Be afraid. You just are. Right? You you don't tell yourself, okay, time to be afraid. You just are. Joy is a response, too. And and it's something that happens to us. It is produced by the Holy Spirit. Christian joy is produced by God. 
You don't say, okay, it's time to be joyful now. All right, I am. Here I am. I'm joyful now. That's called faking. If you don't have joy of the Spirit, you need to know why. But let me give you the, that's that coming later. Maybe even next week. Right, Stacy? A quality in us, joy, that's produced by the Spirit. Look at Psalm 4, verse 7. Christian joy is not natural. It's not of the material man of who we are. It is a spiritual fruit in us. And, and you, you know where I'm going. Non-believers don't have Christian joy because they can't. It is produced by the Spirit. That's not a shot on a non-believer. That's just a fact. Christian joy is a fruit of God's Spirit. It is joy at a different level. Because it doesn't find its, its gladness in, in the, the way I feel. It finds its gladness in God. Because we know who God is. Psalm 4-7. You have put more joy in my heart than they have. Non-Christian joy. When their grain and their wine abound. When grain and wine abound, look, people can be happy. They can have joy. But what does the psalmist say? You've put more joy in my heart. It's a different kind of joy. It's a joy in God. Because I know God as my provider. And if he sees fit to give me what I want, great. If he sees fit not to, he's got something better for me. That's joy in God, not joy that God. Psalm 51, verse 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. You've come into a Christian church this morning. Wayne sang about the cross this morning. The fact that Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, holy, higher than the President and all of His glory, came down to die on a wretched cross. To be treated shamefully and spitefully for my sin. That is mind blowing. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried. He rose again to give me life. Y'all, I don't deserve it. I told. I fail God every day. Many times. Because my heart's not right. I'm, I'm bound to my sin still. But God saved my soul. And on that day I gave my life to him. Repented of my sin. Turned myself and said, Lord, my life is yours. Henceforth and forevermore. It was my first marriage. It was my marriage to my God. My commitment to him. And I wear this ring every day. It's my, my, my other wedding ring. It's got my cross on it. I'm committed to God. He saved my soul. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Look at Galatians 5.22. I told you. The fruit, the response, the byproduct of what? Of the spirit of God is love and, and joy. Got it? 
Christian love, which is different than worldly love, and Christian joy, and the other rest of the list. But joy is a, it's a fruit from God's spirit. Let's keep going. Romans 13. These are just good, y'all. I'm going to go quickly through these. But these are so good. May the God of hope fill you with all joy. Who's going to fill you with Christian joy? God is. And I'll get to this application in just a minute. I, I want to prove to you by the word of God that the joy is from the spirit of God. Romans 14, 17. <clears throat> For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in what? Not joy in the things going on. Not joy at shooting a deer, but joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy in God. Not that God, but in God. First Thessalonians 1. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, so that you received the word in much affliction. You received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. It's a different kind of joy, y'all. And finally, let me take you to Ecclesiastes. This is the book most of us avoid because it's hard and we don't know how to understand it. I preached through Ecclesiastes. It was one of my favorite preaching books to preach through. I loved it. Let me give you from Ecclesiastes. Y'all ready? Ecclesiastes 2.24. There is nothing better for a person that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also, I saw, is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? For to the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and what? And joy. But to the sinner, he is given to the business of gathering and collecting. I love it. Only to give to the one who pleases God. This is also a vanity and a striving after the wind. Even the things around us that we enjoy, like reading a good book or enjoying a date with your spouse or getting a good grade on that paper you worked hard on, even those joys, there's crossover because that is a gift of God. And Kohola, the teacher of Ecclesiastes, he says, there's nothing better. Eat, drink, and enjoy the stuff you have. And that's why I say, it's not bad for us to enjoy things of this world. In Christ, in God. So go. Enjoy the things in God and say, God, you are a God who would choose to give me joy in Spending money wisely. Giving to my brothers in Christ. Helping somebody with advice that they may need. Simple things. Catching that fish. Enjoy it. And give thanks to God in it. So there's you a little bit of application is... Joy is a power in us that's given to you by God. 
But in that, we recognize that God has given it, that to us. And we should all then be thankful to God. Have our joy in God that he was gracious enough to be a God to supply us with joy. Even when it stinks around us. Because a lot of times, it stinks. You know, Christian life is not easy. It's not all always happy, happy. And we shouldn't treat it that way. There might be some of you in this room who are really struggling right now. You may have struggled for years. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy in God is your strength. All right, let me finish. Joy is a, a quality in us, a power in us, given by the Spirit of God that delights in God, that delights in God. Joy is a delighting in something. Now you think about it. It's when, you're, when your child does something unselfish and you think, yes, there is a chance. Or you look at your wife and you say, I'm glad she's mine. That's my wife. I'm happy about it. You're delighting in something. Hannah was one in 1 Samuel. Hannah, y'all remember Hannah? <clears throat> Hannah's one of the sweetest women in the Bible. Your namesake. Yes. I, I love Hannah. Just a beautiful woman in the Bible. She wants a child. She's being derided by, by uh, Elkanah's other wife, Penina. And, and she comes and she's praying to God, pouring out her heart. God. They think she's drunk, but she's praying to God. Oh, God, help me. God, I want to find my joy. Give me a child. And the Lord gives her a child. And, and watch Hannah's response. Joy in God. Delighting in God. Quality in us produced by the Spirit that delights in God. Watch this. And Hannah prayed, 1 Samuel 2, 1. My heart exalts, what? In the Lord. My heart exalts, it overflows, it, it explodes with joy and praise in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My salvation, my power, my strength, my horn, my strength is exalted in the Lord. Psalm 31, the psalmist says like this, I will rejoice and be glad in your hesed, in your steadfast love, because you have seen my affliction. I will rejoice in God's love. Psalm 32, 11, be glad in the Lord and rejoice. Be glad in the Lord, not that the Lord, be glad in the Lord. Some of y'all married a good cook. Anybody marry a good cook? All right, husbands, everybody, everybody, right now. Your no. If you married a good cook, and if I said, why do you love your spouse? And you said, well... Because they're a good cook. It's probably not going to be a good answer. I am open for counseling uh, by appointment. 
if we go to God and say, I love you, God, because you are a good cook. Because you cook up good things for me. Insulting? Or what if we delight in the fact that God's character is a character that is good? And we overuse that word, y'all, I know, but the Bible says God is good. And when things are good, it brings joy and delight to our souls. God is good and I delight in you, God, not that you. Psalm 35, did I read this one? I didn't. Psalm 35, then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exulting in his salvation. Paul tells us in Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice in the Lord. All right, we've made it here, and I am nearly out of time, as I know that my kids time me every week. I'm nearly out of time. Let me give you some practical thoughts, and we're going to come back to this throughout the year. Help me out with a definition for joy. A quality in us produced by the Holy Spirit that does what? Delights in God. We're going to work through that this year. A quality in us produced by the Holy Spirit that delights in God. And if you need to simplify it, if that's too much, joy is delighting in God. Joy is delighting in God. God. That's Christian joy. I should qualify that. Christian joy. All right. What is joy for us? Joy pushes us through. Ethan read it this morning, but Hebrews 12 too. Uh, let me give you the, the, the closing application, and, and I'm going to probably finish this next week because there, there's more to this. If you don't have strong Christian joy, if you don't have it, if you're walking through dark times, difficult times, or if you're just in the desert and you're just blah, blah. Let me give you a passage of scripture to, to think about, to pray through. I'm going to give you two passages of scripture to pray through this week that I hope will help you. One is Hebrews 12, 2. Hebrews 12, 2 says this, looking to Jesus. It talks about all the cloud of witnesses that we had who witnessed to us. Hey, Living the faithful life is, is the right and the best thing to do. And then the author of Hebrews tells us, looking now to Jesus, look to Jesus. If you are missing your joy, maybe you don't have a proper view of Jesus Christ, the Lord. You might need to spend your week learning more about Jesus, what he taught, what he did, what he created, why he taught what he taught. The purpose for which you exist, why God has allowed things in your life, dig into these things. Because if you know, if you look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, he was one who was motivated by what? What's the Bible say? He was motivated by what? Joy. Do you see it? By joy, he went to the cross. He despised its shame. And now he's raised up. Joy motivated the crucifixion. And Christian, joy should motivate your daily dying and taking up your cross daily. If it's good enough for Jesus, 
It's good enough for us, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> One more scripture for you to think of this morning. That was Hebrews 12 too, if you write notes. Hebrews 12 too. What else to think about? Read it every day. Think about it. Pursue it. Study it. Talk to people about it. Psalm 1611. Christian joy is found in the presence of God. Christian joy is found in the presence of God. Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of what? Of joy. The presence of God. Maybe you're lacking in joy because you're not in the presence of God enough. It's a great year to start the Bible recap. Reading through the Bible again. If you want to do it, do it. It's a great year to read a good Christian solid book. If you need recommendations, I'm here. I'll give you one. I've got lots. It's a, it's a good day to, to read through the New Testament, the Gospels, over and over and over. You know, read the Gospels, all of them, each month. Pick something where you can be in the presence of God. I'm going to stop right there for today, guys. Christian joy is a quality in us produced by the Spirit of God that delights in God. Go learn, Christian, how to delight in God in 2024. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your son who did, for the joy that was set before him, die on the cross for our sin. And Lord, you have called us to repentance that in joy we can be saved from the fires of hell because in joy we can come to you and find the grace that we need at the cross of Jesus Christ. Lord, give us joy in 2024 Dig deeply into us that we can endure, that we can thrive, that we can shout and leap for joy in God in 2024. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.